Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I'm Dale Luganbill. On today's episode, down here in the northeast part of Arkansas, taking part in the spring conservation light goose order, the spring snows, and I sit down with guide Hunter Johnson from Hunter's Paradise. He has a nice little lodge down here. I've actually been spending the last couple nights in it. Um, it's pretty cool. It's actually very cool. It's very nice. Got all the creature comforts of home. I even uh, whipped up some snow goose tacos for some of his clients that he had staying here, and they were very impressed. I love watching their face change when they're like, you eat those things? And, you know, people that just don't know how to cook. Wild game, basically, but snow geese get a bad rap in general. Um, and it shouldn't because snow geese are great. They're very good table fare. Uh, just got to know what to do. And it's not even tricky. I'm not talking deep, uh, you know, marinades and all sort of like fancy culinary tips. No, you just don't overcook it. That's my, that's my best tip. Just don't overcook it. Anyways, I digress. Hunter Johnson's from Hunter's Paradise. Um, he is a quick one. He had a lot of stuff to do. And I'm actually packed up, ready to head north into Missouri. Um, so we both both only had a limited amount of time. But I appreciate him sitting down with us and uh, having a quick talk. So, um, yeah, without further ado, God, I hate when I say that, but let's get into it. This is the Full Scale Outdoors podcast with Hunter Johnson. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Got Hunter Junior. I see. Are you Junior? No, no. I'm oh, it's not. No, it's not Junior. Do people call you Junior. That's what I got from Dean. Uh, no, I hate this. Hunter the, Junior Johnson. <laughs> now Dean just calls me Junior. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the only person that calls you Junior? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to call you Junior. Oh, Although good. it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hunter sir. Johnson. You know what I've never figured out? Is that, like, what's the name of your company? Hunter's Paradise. Hunter's Paradise. Right. Oh, look at that play on word. <laughs> you know, Hunter is a pretty cool name for a guide, an outfitter. I mean, it's a natural name. Oh, yeah. It seems to fit right. Uh, but still not as cool as Goose, as a goose, as a champion goose caller. So right. shout out to my boy, uh, David Goose, with uh, Goose Brand, which just launched here a little bit ago. Been meaning to give him a shout for a while, so that fit good. Yeah, the dude's name is, his last name is literally Goose. That's and he's a champion cool. goose caller. That's pretty right? cool. Yeah. Or I should say a competition goose collar. Um, 
So that yeah, that is pretty wicked. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been I've grown up around it for twenty plus years now. My dad started it in nineteen ninety nine, and <clears throat> when I graduated high school, I kind of took over the guiding part of it. So oh, okay, so it's um, and you're just right here in Arkansas, right? Yeah, you're just not, right here. You're not one of us uh northerners that invade your invade your state no, no i <laughs> stay right here local. damn out out of state outfitters <laughs> wrecking everything <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool so you know that's you guys do fall stuff i assume duck hunts yeah that? oh yeah yeah i do a lot of duck hunts that's my main thing is doing a lot of duck hunts so field fields yeah, are all field, these fields yeah. these race paddies yeah, out here i don't have any timber unfortunately how did you guys do this last year I, from what i've been uh, hearing people are like complaining there wasn't as many ducks no there wasn't a wasn't as many as normal, but uh, I had one pit that we killed a little over 800 out of, so it was pretty good. I'd I'd say 800 birds is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty good. It was so. mostly mallards or uh, you know, mix mix of everything. Seen a lot of pintails this year, you know. So. Tons of pintails out there right now coming through. Like oh yeah, <clears throat> right now is like crazy amount of pintails right, migrating which through. They lowered the limit, so I'm sure that helped a lot. It's yeah. only one per person now. Yeah, well, so. it was only two. I mean, you're not good. There, there's been so many reports that say hunter harvest is pretty negligible, negligible on the overall population of ducks. So right. I mean, it's not going to hurt. I mean, it's one, you know, one more live duck. Right. I mean, oh yeah, it's going to have some impact, but just not that much. But I don't know. That'd be cool. I haven't shot a Jerry Pintail. What time? When's the season down here in the fall? Uh, it normally comes in around the end of November, and it lasts until the end of january oh so by the end of january you can get a good looking spray oh yeah 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 see minnesota it sucks you can't you'll never shoot a we just don't shoot that many pintails in general if you do they're almost always hens for some reason right. but if you do shoot a drake you're not getting a spray gun that thing yeah i actually uh, killed a bucket list this year it was a band of drake get out yeah so no it's pretty cool yeah that be yeah. so badass that i noticed that mount has a band on it that's not the one that's too dusty to be the one you shot this year yeah no that's not the one is My it at the taxidermist yeah it's at the taxidermist uh, right now so. oh boy oh yeah Sweet. was that one banded too uh that one actually wasn't our taxidermist just oh just put a, one on there okay uh, for advertisement oh okay so his... when you read it it says his name and his oh, number that's on pretty it. cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah that's pretty neat yeah i was wondering if because most of the birds in here are banded that yeah. you have mounted so i'm like are they really or were they just added there so well, that's still kind of cool though oh yeah it's what sure. we all dream about as waterfall hunters anyway so you're oh, sitting yeah. here in the it's lodge it's like shooting a 180 inch deer you know yeah and waterfowl right yeah pretty much waterfowl it's a pretty cool little lodge you got here does this thing have a name or is it just the lodge uh it's just you know just the lodge just where people stay just <laughs> yeah. the lodge yeah. yeah that's pretty cool was this uh a ground up building or did you convert yeah, this an old is house actually, uh, old house this is actually my house where i grew up at really yeah oh that is yeah. cool my parents built it when i was a year old and this is where we lived till i was about uh 16 or 17 how old do you know i'm 23 oh you're just a baby yeah you got a, got a lot of years left to do this that's pretty cool that's i'd say that's a dream life for a lot of people that work a regular nine to five and and uh do you do anything else or is this uh, it? i do pest control in the summertime oh, okay i work for a family friend doing that God, you're just a killer. This is yeah. I kill bugs in the money. summertime. Just so. make money. Just killing things. <laughs> yeah. You're just a murderer. Yeah, for sure. I kill stuff year round. Murderer. So. Peta, public enemy number one <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the big bugs down here? Is it roaches? Uh, we is that got the big a lot thing? of a lot of roaches, uh, bed bugs. Really? Uh, termites. I need to go check myself out. Ah, uh, no, no you're probably right. good. <laughs> 
Ter- oh, yeah, I suppose termites. I forget about that. We don't really get termites in Minnesota. Right. We do yeah. have some roaches, though. Our main thing is termites and bed bugs. That's a, that's a So how do the bed bugs get spread around? Oh, uh, well, they come from Europe, you know, and my boss, he hadn't uh, heard of the first case of them until about eight years ago. Was his he had never he thought it was always just a joke you know yeah don't let the bed bugs bite. yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> no it's a legit thing like you know, how do they a, I mean how do they spread from like house to house like people are they man, into people's clothing or something you or? know you can go over and sit on somebody's couch and get one on you and when you take it home it can lay eggs and God. that's how it starts <laughs> God damn yeah. I'm nervous now I don't <laughs> yeah it's uh you can get them on a cruise ship you know I've traded multi million dollar homes before for them I mean. You can get them anywhere. Oh man, that would suck. A lot of hotels. That's like what? What is it? That, I mean, they is it? You just wake up with like bug bites on you from sleeping? Yeah, or is that what it is? Yeah, they actually uh, they feed on humans. Is what they do. Yeah, I knew that. They're wanting your blood, and they can actually live up to eighteen months without without ever feeding? even feeding. Yeah, just so. sitting and waiting. Yeah. God bless America. All right, well, I didn't mean this to turn this into a bug hunt. <laughs> I don't know. Just it's weird. We don't. It's not an issue. As far as I know, in Minnesota, I've never heard of it. Right. Well, I had never heard of it till I started doing pest control. You know, I mean, yeah. I didn't know it was a legit thing, but there, there's a big problem with them. Do you do any? Do you, like? Is there any other kind of critter removal? Like people get raccoons in there. Oh yeah, barn. we get. You gotta do stuff like that. Oh yeah, we skunks get. and snakes. Do you do snakes? I, I'm not a big snake guy. I don't like snakes very much. I like snakes. Snakes are cool. We we don't do a whole lot of snake removal. So okay, just. Oh. Normal pest. It's a long drive, but if you need a guy, I ain't afraid. <laughs> I love snakes, dude. I have like I have a compulsion. If I see a snake, I like I have to go catch it. Right. Which thankfully I live in Minnesota and we don't have well, we have rattlesnakes in the southeast part of the snake the state, but other than that, I don't have to worry about it too much. But our big things, copperheads and cottonmouths down. <laughs> yeah, here. with the pits out here, does that is that a problem? Oh yeah. You know, when you go to clean them out, they're always is there like season, always snakes there'll in there? be snakes, there'll be turtles. You know, you might Catch a raccoon or a possum every now and then sw- swimming around in there. <laughs> I've seen a deer in one, you know. Oh, we went shit. to clean one out and a deer, it was still alive, you know, just I guess. It just got there. stuck in there here. Wait How'd you get him out? I just kind of helped him out and he took off. He's he was a little doe. Oh, okay. Wasn't nothing big. So. Ah, that'd be, I'd be more afraid of that than I would a snake. Right. That thing would kick your ass. Yeah. I mean, not meaning to, but just, you know, they, they panic and they got, those hooves are sharp. Dude. Those things flying around. Would not want to get caught by one of those things. Yeah, right. yeah, I, but you know, I grew up around deer my whole life. My grandpa, right here next door, uh, he raised thirty deer. We had a, this whole yard here was a deer pen. Oh wow! And he raised deer, you know. So for like, what purpose? Just for fun. Oh, just because he liked to yeah. raise deer. He did. Oh, did yeah. he sell them to like no, Texas he, or anything? No, he just <laughs> no? He wasn't just trying to raise big horns. He just like oh yeah, he around? grew some oh, okay. big ones. He, right. he grew a couple, you know, hundred and seventy inch deer, which Whew. that's big for you know anywhere yeah yeah pretty much yeah. 170 inches is ridiculous yeah i mean 200 is ridiculous but 170 is a nice that's well, that's beyond nice i mean oh yeah i had like, never killed anybody any almost anybody would not hesitate to shoot like a 140 oh yeah no that, i mean that's you'd my be happy, biggest you'd be happy as pigs and shit to oh, get a 140 yeah. so then you know add 30, 40 more inches to that. Good night. Yeah. That's a big deer. It man. takes a lot of horns to get to 170. Yes, it for does. Sure. It's probably not going to be an eight point. It's going to no. need a couple extra tines thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be, do you do do you deer hunt much in the uh, fall or are you too I busy guiding of, duck hunting? I do hunting? a lot of, little bit of deer hunting. You know, I, I try to do a lot more, but 
it's kind of hard when you're guiding duck hunts and stuff. When is the season? Do you bow hunt? Uh, our bow season comes in. Uh, I want to say the end of September, first October. Okay, so that's there. not getting in the way of any. And it hunting. goes until February 28th. But holy crap, that's we only season. get five days for gun hunt. Well, whatever. Yeah. I don't even gun hunt. It's the same. Yeah. With kind of the same thing. Well, I guess we get a little bit more in Minnesota. We our season, the bull season opens the middle of September, goes to the end of the year, and then we have like basically a two week gun season. It's a little shorter in some zones and a little longer in other zones. Well, but we, for the we, most part, it's two weeks. We get two days in November and three days in December, and that's that's, that's it. it that's on gun in this zone, you know. So. Yeah. And can only you, can you use rifles? Nope. Just only shotguns. Use a slug. That's about it. Yeah. Can't it's, even use buckshot. We're going. Minnesota is just proposing to change because we have a slug zone too, and they're just now proposing to get rid of the slug zone. And of course, everybody's all up in arms about it. And there's, it's like any debate on Facebook; it devolves into name calling pretty quickly. But I actually learned something. The reason I thought you couldn't use rifles in the southern part of the state because it's it's flat like this. It's just all agriculture, and I've always been told it's you know so people don't get accidentally shot and the rifle change goes a long way apparently the original the original reason why they set up a shotgun zone was to make hunting harder because deer populations weren't that great back then so as a way to keep harvest down they limited it so you know you, you got almost like you know slightly better than bow hunting like you got to basically keep it to under 100 yards it w- had nothing to do with public safety or errant bullets flying around and the reason they're thinking about changing it is because, A, the advancements to shotguns and slug technology and scopes and everything else has extended that range anyways. You can still use rifles in that same zone for coyotes. So obviously the public hunting safety factor isn't doesn't really hold up. I mean, two things. One, if you're hunting coyotes, you're on the ground. So now you are shooting more flat trajectory. If you're deer hunting, you're in a box stand shooting down at the ground. So even if you do miss, it's going to hit the dirt. You know, so that argument is just kind of bullshit. And but people, man, do they cling to it? They're just like, we don't need bullets flying around everywhere. I'm like, a, it's not gonna happen. B, that's not why that, why it's a shotgun right. zone in the first damn place. Right. Yeah, and I think in the article I read, they talked about even like the pistols, the modern long. I mean, it's a pistol, but they have these long hunting barrels on it. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Those bullets can go 200 yards. You know, like it's that has nothing to do with it. It's it's effective range is why that shotgun zone so i don't know if it was the same down here why you guys have a shotgun zone or not but yeah we uh our deer population like when my grandpa was a kid uh if they seen a deer it was rare in this area there wasn't a whole lot of deer and uh they actually brought deer in back i'm not for sure the time frame but back in the day you know and uh stocked stocked this area mm. well they opened up a rifle season after a couple of years after letting the population well, it almost wiped them out again. Yeah, so, so it is. So right, it yeah. just beefs up that argument. That has nothing right. to do with public safety. It's right. just uh, making the harvest harder so it, right. yeah, so, so you can't just snipe they, off, make a 1,000-yard shot. Because these fields down here, like I, this is my first year in Arkansas, dude, and it's 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 a lot of wide-open country, man. Oh, like, yeah. there's, there's not many trees. Yeah, you kill a coyote at 500 yards. Yeah, here, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like it's – yeah, I can see that. And it's not like – like even some western states or southwest Minnesota, we have like you get some like rolling prairies and stuff like that where there can be a deer out in the middle of it hiding in the grass. Not there is nothing from that. This is all like half these fields are flooded all the time. There's drainage ditches everywhere. It's like, right? They're not gonna hang out in that shit. They're gonna no. be in the three trees you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. this state, is there a lot of coyote hunting? 
done. It oh, goes yeah. Down yeah, there's a lot of coyotes. I've seen here. two coyotes. There, there is. Since I've been down there. There is a ton of coyotes. So, yeah, it's uh, they actually just uh, changed it to where if you own private land, you can get a permit now to exterminate the coyotes at nighttime on your property. You can't hunt them at but night you, normally? You, you can't hunt them normal here at night. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought you uh, could night hunt varmints uh, anywhere. I, I wish, but no, you hmm. can't. Hey, well, uh, you can now. Yeah. Get into it. Put yeah, that Fox for... Pro out there, set the, <laughs> get the red light scope cooking, and get some thermal scopes and have at her. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd be sweet. I bet you got a lot of coon, too, though. Oh, man, we got coons, possums, armadillos. <laughs> armadillos? Yeah. I, don't see, well, I, suppose, I don't know. Do they hibernate? No, they run around the winter. No, they, they? Yeah, they're, you'll see them. Usually you see them things dead on the road everywhere. When oh, you, yeah. Once you get into armadillo country, that's like, they're like rumble strips. Like, they're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I haven't seen any since I've been down here, though. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them, especially in the summertime. You'll see a whole lot of them. Uh, my brain's just kind of going everywhere. Uh, do you have a teal season here? Yeah, we do. We have early teal season. Uh, really don't do much of it. Uh, maybe if you find a little pond that they're on or something, but most of the time the rice fields aren't harvested yet, so uh, there's not a whole lot of that, that, makes that goes sense. on. Yeah. When do when does the rice usually come out? Uh, they usually start harvest. You know, October. End of September, first of October. Is it kind of a relatively uh, slow growing crop? Like, when do they plant them? Like, here yeah. pretty quick? or Yeah, you know, uh, planting season can start anywhere from March to July, you oh, know. So it's not much different than corn, really. Right, right. Like yeah. The same, I, I don't know, for some reason, I thought rice was like a. You know, there, like there'll a quick, be some farmers. Crop. That, right. Kind of a thing. There'll but. be some farmers try to plant, you know, end of March, but. You're taking a risk there because yeah, you get our, winter, our winters are a lot, lot longer now, you know, and I've seen it snow end of March. So if it snows or gets cold, it's going to kill that seed before it can even. Yeah, I could see that so, being a problem. Yeah. We're running the same thing in Minnesota. People try to get their crops in really early, you know, and then, shit, you can get a late May. You can still get a hard frost in Minnesota, so oh, yeah. you're definitely not out of the woods. Right, which a lot of them did around here just to say they got their crop in early. You know? Sure get the fame for that so for whatever fame that gets you right that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just ridiculous uh one thing i noticed down here is you don't really have many honkers there's not no. many cannas no, down we here. don't we don't get a lot of them not at all i kind of expected because when i've done snow goose hunting um in the dakotas you see a bunch of cacklers you know and right. even and big honkers too i haven't seen a one no, there's there's not any besides you know the local ones up in town or something. Yeah, like that. I haven't even seen those. I, mean, I haven't seen a honker. I don't you know, think they, I've seen a honker in the state. They say that a few honkers used to migrate through here back in the '90s, but kind of faded <laughs> away. So that's weird. So from talking to um, Shelby from Goose Reapers, because they do a bunch of they do little geese hunts, they do cackler hunts, but he's over there in the Texas Panhandle, right, or Oklahoma, you know. So I guess as they come down the Cacklers take a hard right, and the snows and specks take a hard left. Right. Because there ain't no shortage of specks here. Do you get specks in the regular season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get a early speck season, you know, uh, end of October. Really? Uh, yeah, we get – this year they gave us five days, and uh, that's pretty good. Man. It's, it's, uh, well, we got to shoot specks last year in North Dakota, which is rare. I mean, sometimes you hear somebody getting lucky and shooting one, but for the most part, when they migrate and they leave Canada, they'd shoot – straight past all those northern states until they get down here basically um so it's not usually a thing but we had a super early heavy snowstorm that hit the dakotas 
last mid-October is like a foot and a half of snow, like a shit ton of snow. And I think that stalled out that migration. We already had our trip planned, you know, before any of this happened. But when we went out there, you know, we brought the white spread. We're basically going for snow geese. And you'll always shoot your darks anyways just because everything, everything decoys to a white spread, ducks and geese included. And when we saw a bunch of snows and we got out to kind of scout, like we step out and everybody just looks at each other. It's shitty and grin because we could hear specks everywhere. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to shoot some specks. And we did. We we got into them good the next three days. That was fun. That's awesome. For not ever shooting one to like basically limiting out for three days straight right. was Yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty fun to shoot. I well, they decoy so good. It was really nice to know that they act the same way in the fall as they do in the spring. Oh, yeah. they irritate the shit out of you in the spring when you can't shoot them. It's like see wave after wave of snow geese just flipping you off, and then all of a sudden here comes these locked in. You're like, what are these? Well, they're specs. Are they decoying? Then they're specs. That's what I tell the clients. I'm like, right. you know what the biggest difference? You know how to ID a speck from a snow goose? They're like, how? Is it decoying? Yeah, probably not. That's probably a speck. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a really good weekend, uh, one weekend this year during our regular season, and uh, I had – nine clients and both days saturday and sunday uh we killed a nine-man limit by eight o'clock so. what's the limit is it three? Uh, it's three yeah yeah, God, yeah but it's uh that's it's fun. fun dude oh yeah God, that's so much fun yeah yeah, they, yeah we had one big spin of them you know probably i don't know 500 to a thousand you know just did it right and so i think they I, well i was gonna say i think they decoy better than hawkers but i think i think it just seems like it because they're bigger flocks Right. You know, like back when we are hunting hawkers, a lot of times you'll get, you know, eight of them. You know, a little family group that'll come in, and they decoy pretty good. You know, they right. fly low. They're not like snows. They're not flying a mile high. Uh, but I guess the specs do the same thing. But it's like generally if you see one spec, you see 30 of them. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not, I mean, and obviously I, you get your singles and doubles from time to time. But for really you see these bigger flocks of them. They kind of, oh, yeah. And normally with those, they're either going to one pass and come in or they're coming – yeah. All the way, you know. Yeah. There's no now they don't, five or ten Yeah, they don't dick spin. around like the, yeah. like the snow geese do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. We almost got into a good one uh, yesterday morning. Good snow goose fin. I was like, almost happened. We did shoot into them, but I swear I saw two drop. I, I mean, the first one I pulled the trigger on, I saw them drop. Wings folded. And I was like, so I gave up. I didn't even mark them. I just went to the next. When it came time to actually get up and go get them. There wasn't a single one in the field, oh, and then going. the clients were like, "No, like they kept, they started flapping and they flew away." I was like, "What? No!" <laughs> They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "How did?" I don't know. It was frustrating, but a good time. Yeah. Apparently, we got a second or a third guest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's pretty mad right now. I yeah. think she's in the kennel, but. Well, you had you got stuff to do today, so I just wanted to get a quick one out of the yeah, book. Man. So give everybody how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, my name's Hunter Johnson. Uh, I own Hunter's Paradise and. You know, if y'all want to come down and shoot some specks or ducks or, you know, some snows, just give me a call at 870-897-9377. Or look me up on Facebook, Instagram, Hunter's Paradise Guide Service. Do you have a website or you just um, do social media? I just do social media okay. right now, so All right. working on getting a website up. So. Cool. Do it up. All right. Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, squat here in, in your lodge. Yeah, man. I've had problem. the whole place to myself. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Just been running around naked the whole time. No, that's not true. But I uh, never know when someone's going to walk through that door. But uh, no, it's pretty fun. Your dog your dog needs you. And I'm going to – I need to get on the road too. So, yeah. Appreciate it, Hunter. Yeah, we'll, man. We'll talk again sometime. Maybe. Yeah. Peace Thanks out. for having me. You bet. <laughs>